Hello, and welcome to Let the Bible Speak. My name is Josh Elder. I am uh, one of your co-hosts alongside uh, Mr. Henderson Palmer. Amen. And John Chetta. Hello. We are glad to be with you today. Uh, and it's a new year. New year. Amen. He's dated us. Yep. So we better yep. release it soon. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it'll be perfect. Uh, yeah, I think it works out. It'll be perfect. Um, we don't have a lot in the in the back burner yeah yeah we've kind of blown through those yeah oh now you got the peek behind the curtain right that's okay all right that's okay we're glad you're here we're here for a very specific reason we don't always get to that reason as well as we'd like to but we are here to let the bible speak because so often uh you know and I, i find this to be true is that and john we've talked about this before where people are looking for uh voices outside the bible they're like oh the bible's good and all right but yeah yeah like how let me find a story here like let me let me read this other pastor all this kind of stuff and it's nothing wrong with that at all but but the bible is the word you know Mm -hmm. the the scripture is what what's god breathed not not um everybody's interpretation Interpretation. or you know, uh, telling us how it all figures in, but instead it really, God has given us this book and he he's told us that it's not too difficult for those who have his spirit to understand. Um, and I'm, I'm reminded of, uh, there's a story of, uh, of, a there was a, a man who used to be a slave in New York and, um, take it for what it's worth is in his, his autobiography, this man who was a slave, he was completely uneducated, uh, could not read at all. And he says that, and his story is amazing. He has an amazing story of tragedy, of following Jesus throughout all these things. But he said that the Holy Spirit taught him to read the scripture Wow! and, uh, that, that he came telling them the word and that he couldn't read anything else. Like, in other words, like he didn't actually understand how oh, to so read. It's like kind of like tongues in a sense. Yeah, it was it was a tongues of uh, of the scripture, and so he was able to read this mm. this scripture, and he came and people were like, well, where did you? How did you learn to do that? And he couldn't read anything else, but but it was he's a he's a famous he was a famous evangelist who went ar- uh, around the world uh, preaching and had been an ex slave. Um, and back then, just a little side historical note for everybody back then. The, the the rule of thumb was is that as long as you weren't baptized in New York, if you were a slave, you could stay a slave. Mm. But whenever you became baptized as a Christian brother or sister, they wow. that your master would have to set you free. So you know what the masters would do? They would try to keep them away from the church. They would try to keep them away from the message of the gospel. Mm. And so this this man eventually, who felt like he hated Christianity but was transformed by the message of the gospel, got baptized, and uh, and then he w- he had to be set free. I mean, wow. the, the masters would beat them to keep them from the church uh, because they didn't want to lose their uh, their workforce. Wow. And so uh, just a little history. And this, this is his story. You know, that's his story. And it's a beautiful story. I forget what it's. It's like the tragic life of some something 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 it's an old 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 book yeah I, I, I could tell that you couldn't remember his name from the get-go yeah because you would have you would have you <laughs> i'd have definitely it. said it it's a smaller book and he's he's an amazing guy but anyway that's we'll a get back to you on that we'll, side point yeah we'll one day we'll we'll hear more about him and i'll i'll bring in the book so i don't i don't forget things but as you know if you've listened for any period of time i forget everything all including the time. my name yeah well, never, never Henderson's. No, Henderson's is easy. You know? Henderson's is easy. My name is John. I know. Well, that's kind of basic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. It's like okay. Henderson. You know, nobody's named Henderson. But you're you know. like you're like the person when I order my my cheeseburgers plain, and then they they do plain but one thing, and right? Like just ketchup or just pickles. It's like I'm. It's it's shorter. It's easier for you. I'm, there's less. They're like, well, of course they want ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's. You, I, you I always found that syllables. So if you syllables. if you order a cheeseburger plain, it's always kind of been weird for me because it's not plain. It's got cheese on it. Okay, yeah, but that's why you say, and believe me, that's happened. <laughs> okay, where I'm like, can I get a double cheeseburger plain, and then I just get two like pieces of meat, no no cheese, and I'm like, all right, now I did say cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. This, 
but maybe you meant like yeah. cheeseburger. And that reminds us of Leviticus. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no. So that's why we're here. We're here to talk about the scripture, uh, not just our, our choice of burgers. Though sometimes if you're with us, you know, it's it's hard for us to get there, but we do get there. And this is really a special uh, episode because um, there was a friend of mine who was looking for resources for a specific topic of um, the other woman, the other mm. the other man. And so we'll give you a warning ahead in case you're listening to this with your uh, with your children. There's probably going to be some uh this will be a racier topic for you. Racier. <laughs> I don't always have the right words, you know. I, I don't. So, I don't even know. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I we, again, we didn't. We really didn't give a disclaimer for our broken sexuality one. And, yeah, and, that's and, true. And kind of that's true. And then everybody that, was like, like whoa, my children. Yeah, exactly. Scarred, <laughs> having listened to let the Bible speak. Um, but so yeah, so uh, this this request was is that. When it comes to Christian resources, and I thought I thought about it, and she's absolutely right, and I've even seen it in my own ministry. Mm. People will get into uh, a marriage, and they'll have one of them will have an affair, right? Okay. And uh, they'll come in to see the pastor or whatever. The pastor's concern is the the marriage, the marriage, yeah. to to rectify uh, the the two people who are supposed to be one, right? And um, what can often be left out of that is the other person. So either the other woman or the other man who's involved in this. Now, obviously, this is sin. Like, there's no two ways about it. This is uh, something that has to be addressed as sin. But at the same time, God loves and came to save sinners. Which means that even those who have done the evil, and let let me tell you just from... I would say our perspective, there's a group of people around this table who have done the evil yeah, and we need a savior from it, you know? And so that means that, you know, I think of what Jesus says when he says, I haven't come for the healthy, I've come for the sick. And so, uh, so we need to be reminded that the gospel is for all people, even the people you don't like, even the people who've been detrimental in your relationships even the annoying person at your job that is the thorn in your side that you you always feel like you know is the most worthless or uh type of individual or evil or whatever it is guess what god came for them right jesus said to love those who are your enemies to pray for those who persecute you um to be like your father in heaven which is who sends his rain and his sunshine what's required for food and sustenance on those who are evil and good, right. on those who are righteous and unrighteous. And so if God acts that way, we're to act that way and have concern for those who've done the wrong thing, no matter who they are. Now, sometimes it's, the, and this is, I think what her point was is it seems like the church is only concerned in redeeming hmm. the adulterer who's in the marriage relationship. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, and I get that. That's part of, I think we're definitely called to redeem a marriage. Like you, 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 you know, that's that. And that's often, we don't often see, there's not too many people who say, I come into my office who say, I've started to have, uh, an affair with, Mm. um, a married person. Instead, I usually get the opposite, which is, is, uh, I've started to have an affair outside of my marriage, you know? And so, but this is what, I told this person and this I think is something to always remember this is that although there might not be a bunch of Christian resources, somebody hasn't spent their ministry speaking to the other man or the other woman, right? The Bible, right? If it's true that God loves the sinner has come for the sick, it's going to address the other man and the other woman as well. Right. And I think it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. And, and so I think uh, we can look at the scripture and we can start to understand how we might see, even when we're the ones who have uh, participated in or perpetuated or whatever the situation is, uh, we can see how God is still searching for us, still wants a relationship with all, us, wants to address this in our lives. And so that's our topic of conversation. As you can tell, it's going to be real light uh, yeah. time together. Mm. Right. And, um, so when we were talking about this, uh, you know, we were talking about how 
in our own lives, I'll just speak for myself. I'll let y'all speak for yourself. Oh, no, no. I'll speak for you, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, um, before I was a Christian and, uh, uh, I, there were times that I have played the other part, which is, is I was thinking about it. I was like, well, I've, I've definitely cheated on girlfriends. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think there were times that I would have wished that a girlfriend would have cheated on their boyfriend or whatever with me before I was married and all this type of stuff and a Christian. And so, um, for me myself, I'll just Mm. speak very openly and honestly, I understand this draw and desire completely. And in fact, just because I became a Christian and just because I got married doesn't mean that I don't struggle also with the flesh and the desire uh, to step outside the boundaries of marriage, because as we we've talked about before, especially in the the, the broken sexuality episode, yeah. all of us are sh- struggle with a broken sexuality, which which means that all of us struggle with the idea um, of the boundaries God has set in place for our marriages and for our loved ones. But but Jesus and Jesus says this thing like that can address us all. If you look at it, somebody and you go, man, that person's an ad- adulterer. And, uh, or that person is, uh, the other woman or the other man, they don't even deserve a mm. minute of our time or anything like that. Be reminded of the teachings of Jesus, which said that if you look on a, a, a man or woman, I just add woman, but it's, 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 you know, it's what Jesus I think was referring to. If you look on another, uh, I mean, I add man. Yeah. I knew, yeah, I knew where you were going with that. Sorry. Like, yeah. You're like, no, that was, it wasn't yeah. that. It wasn't I, I, I didn't want to correct you. Yeah. Well, you can always Iron sharpens iron. Well, you know. Okay. Uh, but if you look on a, another woman uh, with lust in your heart, yeah. you've already committed adultery yep. in your heart. And so, um, and in fact, he says, you know, gouge out your eye if it causes you to sin. Cut off your right hand if it, it causes better to lose a member than to be thrown into to hell. And so right. there's a sense in which we just need to be aware because I think sometimes we get into this place where there's our level of sinners. Now, I'm not saying that all like evil that we do is perfectly equal, okay? You kill a child, that's a that's a huge 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 sin. But at the same time, we have to understand that God came to deal with sin. Period. Right. Yeah, I I think and we've talked about this before, but um I, because we uh, how can I um, because we're human and we're living in a broken world, we have a tendency of, of judging ourselves off of one another. Right. Um, right. When you consider the, the, the altitude of God's holiness, mm. you know, look like if you were to put yourself way up, so, so like you're in the airplane looking down, you can't tell that you're taller than me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I feel like when you talk about like God's level of right. holiness, like we have a tendency of saying, well, yeah, I mean, I, I was checking her out, but I didn't say anything, right. you know, or like right. maybe I, yeah. So it's, it's not as bad as saying something yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah. And then the person who cat calls is like, well, yeah, it's I not as bad. I killed that person, yeah. but I did it quickly. Right, you know? right, like, right. There's always an excuse. Yeah. And, and so I think that's the tendency we have. And I don't know that, I I don't know that it, it works like that. With I would like to think that, you know, child murderers, uh, you know, that the Lord looks at them a little differently. But yeah. He came to save those people just the same. Yeah, for sin. Sin. Crazy. He came to deal think, with sin. God, it's just wild. And sin, sin at the littlest and at the top yeah. right. reproduces the same result, which is death. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, so so there is a sense in which all sin is equal, but at the same time, in God's eyes, that doesn't mean that he doesn't understand the, the gravity of sin. You know how we know that? Because throughout the scripture, when there was a group of people who uh, sinned Had, for a long, yeah, yeah, yeah. long time. He, he and <laughs> yeah, he played on the, uh, played on his mercy for a long, long, long yeah. time. Eventually God has his fill. And so, right. um, it, it's not to say that God doesn't understand that. And we, we often struggle with that concept anyway, but so, uh, what scripture can we look at to deal with this? So we, so I talked, well, I talked about, uh, I've been that, other yeah, man yeah. or other woman. Oh, well, look, yeah. Um, it's not me. Um, <laughs> right. Not, not Henderson. Not, 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 not me, not Henderson. Not across the board. I'll tell you what, you know, I just, I've Josh, always just followed that straight and being, narrow. You know? uh, right. the, uh, no, I have absolutely, um, you know, I mean, I used to um, validate myself through my sexuality. Like, that right. was the most 
important wow. and validating thing, and uh, which I'm sure came from a huge amount of brokenness, and yeah. God only knows what, and we don't have time, you know, or the therapist to get into it, but <laughs> but yeah. I, I did, and, and I acted out that way, so yeah. like, you know, I would I would be getting a relationship, and and then it was like, oh great, this person likes me, uh, but well, but what about what if maybe that person needs to like me too? And, yeah. and then how do I find out if they like me? Well, here's my here's my litmus test. And so mm. it, yeah, I was horribly um, mm. misguided for a for a long time, and and I have been on all sides of an affair. Yeah. I have been I've I have been cheated on. I have cheated on, and I've been the other person somebody cheated with, and. Um, I'm grateful that I'm not that person anymore. Um, Amen. But there is just a giant wake of destruction in my relationships. Yeah. Before Jesus pulled me <laughs> to freedom. A hundred percent. And and you know I can give you the punchline before you can stop listening after, uh, <laughs> if you wanted to. But the punchline is really this: is is that um, we're all the other man and the other woman. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you why: because we're supposed to be in a relationship with God. Right. And all of us have have had an affair with with yeah, uh, with others. Yeah, it's like uh, Gomer. Yeah, exactly. And so um, uh, we we've all we've all done that. We've all searched after sin. We've all uh, searched after evil in our lives. We've all encountered it and fallen into temptation, and given in, and any mm-hmm. number of things. And so, um, who who has the position to judge? It's, Which, it's really interesting that you're saying that because I, I, that's been kind of rolling around in my head for a like before we got started and I was trying to find a way to verbalize it. But I, like I, I was going to make a point that to some extent we're all adulterers because our we're, we're in relationship with God and we right. cheat on him all the time. Right. And right. so, so it was, it was great to hear you say that because I was also, you know, some, some scriptures that have been going through in my head. I'm like, well, you know, like the woman caught in the act of adultery. Right. Was she cheating on her husband or was she just sleeping around with a married man? We don't know. We don't know. We don't uh, know. Go and sin no more. All the people walk away. There's not an angry husband right. standing there. So in my mind, I read that as kind of like she was, I don't know that she was cheating on her husband as much as engaged in, in that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, look, that's say. a good, that's a good, We that's a good jumping off period. Part and then there's the woman at the well. Well, we have the, uh, which, that's true. Which we it's could a, really Yeah, we could also do that too. So John 8 says, um, you, you, do you have that, John 8? I don't know. I got, I got the John 8. I'll read it. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. Hmm. So we don't know if she was the adulterer. Like right. from in the fact of like she was married and she she went out on her marriage, we don't know if she was the the party to um, the the man walking out of his marriage. We don't know. It just it says she was caught in adultery. Right. So there's there's some sort of adultery going on. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, "Teaches this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Mm. Now, what do you say?" They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. That's common that they do this for Jesus. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. And when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and he said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Hmm. Again, he stooped down. He wrote on the ground at this. Those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, (laughs) until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her. So just let's be clear. Jesus addresses the woman caught in the act of adultery. He doesn't shun her. He doesn't turn aside from her. Mm-hmm. He addresses her. Saves her. Saves her from from what they wanted to do, probably, which is stoning. And here he, he says to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said, then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. Amen. And uh, so I think that's a great example for us that the Bible is not without talking to the other man or the other woman. And in fact, uh, I, I, this story just, it's its filled with the problem we find with this topic, right? So number one is, is they only bring the woman right right where's the man right 
so often a lot of the repercussions, and I think this is a, a point that the other man or the other woman will often feel, which is the repercussions for the sin end up just being all piled onto the person who's not in the relationship, right? Yeah. So uh, the 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 wife or the husband they need to be rectified, and so uh, but this other person they're sloughed off. They don't have another, an, seemingly have another relationship themselves, unless it's two relationships yeah. going out on two relationships. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, the church seems to only care about rectifying the marriage, and so uh, so all of the weight is put on to this this other woman this other man right right, this other party and so here we see this happening where they bring only the woman okay uh it takes two yeah right it takes two so where where's the uh, and and i you know sometimes it's not that i wish that the scripture said that but it's like and it Mm. does say it speaks volumes because it doesn't say anything but you kind of want to go okay well the law moses says to stone such people okay where such people Mm. where where's the other person Right. You know, why are you showing forgiveness or because it says she was caught in the act of right. adultery. Yeah. Yeah. So right. let's be clear. This isn't right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This is she was caught it's in. The he act. said she said this she is not. Caught. He said she right. said this is we we now this is the woman we're going to we're going to put right. all the sin the way to sin on hmm. and like uh, a scapegoat almost scapegoat. The, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, so she's taken in. And here, this, uh, this, the, they bring this problem before Jesus. Jesus always knows when they're trying to trap mm. him in the scriptures, always, and he always has the perfect response because he's God's son, and uh, he's obedient to his father. And anyway, but so he says that he says he starts to say, "Let he who's without sin throw the first stone." Right. So, uh, who's without sin against this woman? Hmm. You know, I mean, or who's who's without sin that they could they right. could condemn this woman? <laughs> What's great is the the person who said that was the one who was without sin. Exactly, the, the only yeah. the only one. The and and I think that's that's intentional because he says, "Where are those who condemn you?" And she says, "Or who who condemns you?" And she says, "No one, right? None of the people did." And then he says, "Neither do he I." Sep- yeah, he separates it out. Mm. Like he says, "Neither do I." condemn you so in other words the only one who had they actually had the the right to say i'm gonna throw a stone at you because i'm innocent and you've done evil in this world is a one who chose to offer forgiveness to this to this woman and and that is uh that's i think that's a great point but the we we have to remember what he because a lot of people like to you know, oh, yeah. so, you, know, ahead, John. you know, tell people, us what the Bible says, let, you know, let, let, let he who was without sin cast the first stone. People use that all the time. All the time. Mm. It's like, all right. Yeah, that's true. Neither yeah. do I condemn you. That's right. true. Right. Go and sin no more. Right. Go right. leave your life of sin. Amen. That's right. the, that's, you know, that, that's the part we have to remember. So right. it's the forgiveness is there. Right. But you, you're supposed to don't keep doing it. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, which Jesus calls us to higher way of living. And, um, that's you know that's see that that's that's the whole the whole story of the gospel is not that God found sinners, didn't condemn mm. sinners, and left sinners to their own devices. You know what I mean? That's not the gospel. Right? Gospel isn't okay. Thank God that Jesus came just to offer us forgiveness, but to leave us in the mud and the the muck that we found ourselves in, trapped to sin like we always have been. Said the story of the gospel is is that mm. God is a holy God and He desires holiness in our lives and He wants us to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and so He offers us forgiveness and grace, and He desires that we should leave our lives of sin yeah. altogether. Right. So, and I think you're right, John. So often we take that as an excuse to go, okay, well, so we can never judge anybody. So therefore anything goes, you know, it's okay. Everything's fine. You know, and and if you're listening to this and maybe you're not as familiar with scripture and and maybe just maybe that was the first time you heard that, you may be questioning what Jesus wrote in the sand. And I would just tell you to join the long line (laughs) of of theologians. Nobody knows. Throughout history. We all want to know. They're all guessing. (laughs) Everybody's guessing. What do you think, Anderson? Well, I'm just thinking, so for the other, all right, so obviously we're dealing with adultery, so we're dealing with marriage. Right. So we got at least a married couple, then somebody, somebody crossed the line and went outside and cheated with this, with this other party. Right. 
And like, you know, and for the topic that we discussed in the day, you know, what therapy is there, what counseling is there, you know, from the scripture that deals with this other person. Right. And like you said, we know there's a lot of counseling for the marriage, you know, it's trying right. to reconcile that right situation. But what about dealing with the person that may be feeling guilty over here that they caused, they was part of, you know, causing all this trauma in this marriage. Right. Right. Where did they find solace? Where did they find solace or where did they find counseling? Yeah. And I know we read that one scripture out of John just now, but it, my, I guess my question is like, did do that other person even feel any remorse? Yeah. You know, is that, you know, is that person, you like, mean the other person, the involved? other party, the other person that's involved, do they even feel like they need counseling or do they see what they did as wrong or do they, they might be still wanting to, well, I mean, look, we could speculate on, on scenarios, but there's right. certainly situations where, one person promises the other person, I'm going to leave him. I'm going to leave him. I'm, you know, I really love you. You're who yeah. I want to be with. And then, and then when, when, when it comes out, you, that person realizes just how ex- disposable. Right. Mm. right. So, so a lot of times that person does get injured. Um, I mean, you know, psychologically, but spiritually, you know, I mean, it's right. one thing to say, you know, a married couple is in a covenant relationship. Yeah. And so, you know, they're breaking that covenant, right. But, but they're including you in that you know, as well, like you're, you're a part right. of, of that. And so there's, I mean, with any sin, there's spiritual death. Right. Um, and so I, you know, because I kind of like we were talking about, it, it's like, well, before you're married, you're still in covenant with God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. I think, I think the scripture out of John was a real good one. Even if the other party, let's just, let's just assume that they are a Christian and they'd be like, Oh man, I did. You know, I was, uh, you know, cheating with this, with this marriage. I can tell you in all of my, uh, all of my stuff, all of my sin, I, I, yes, I always felt no matter what side of it I was on. Right. I, there was a a part of me that did feel guilt. The good news of the gospel is though that there is help and there is grace and there is forgiveness, you know, no matter what side you're on and where you're called, if you was a married couple or if you was that third person that came in. Yeah. 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 So I just thank God for his grace. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's always, there's always forgiveness for him. And, 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 and this is, this is what is the reminder is, is God hasn't forgotten you. Uh, you know, the world, the world's constantly, it reminds me, you know, like the world has, uh, they're not graceful, Hmm. you know, they're not, they're not forgiving. The world doesn't, that's not how the world is. That's why we can't seek our desire for forgiveness or our desire for, being rectified or standing up straight in the world's eyes. The world isn't going to offer that to right. us or will offer it to us kind of whimsically. I remember right. there was a, there was a, uh, a young man who, uh, who killed a cop and, uh, and he went to prison, I think for the rest of his life. I think he's in prison for the rest of his life, but um, his family hmm. was so abused by, the community around them because everybody decided this family must have been what led to this son doing this thing or, or, and, and, and there was no, and this is in, this is in our community. I was about to say, you're talking about, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is in our community where literally, um, a large percentage percentage of us claim to be Christians. Yeah. And yet we can, we can visit the sins of the son To the father, the mother, the grandmother, the grandfather, right. without a second drop of thought about it, even though we're supposed to be Christians who show grace right. and truth. I mean, somebody could have asked that question to the family and said, you know, did you ever see this coming? Or is there something that how can we help you or address this with you and all this kind of stuff? But that wasn't what they did. What they did was, is you know, throw stones. yeah, throw stones, throw stones, because that's what the world does. The world throws stones. Right. And, and, uh, here we have Jesus, the one who actually has the right to throw a stone. If justice is going to be done, Jesus has the right to do Mm. justice in his hands. So he, could he, could he kill sin in the flesh in this woman? Yeah, he could. He could kill sin in the flesh in all of the people that are standing around him. I mean, what if Jesus had decided, you know, okay, throw a stone. So because of this, and then he decides to write in the sand, this is not what he, you know, he's writing Mm -hmm. in the sand, but then he writes everybody's sin in in the sand. Right. And then he decides to stone everybody. (laughs) And that's the end of the story. If we had a God who was just a God Mm. of pure justice, that's how it would be. Right. There's no, there wouldn't be anybody in this story. There'd be nobody in this room. Yeah. It'd be a pretty, 
pretty desolate. There would be yeah, crickets, <laughs> yeah. crickets, crickets. Right. Yeah, <laughs> if that. But so like yeah, I think I think if you're looking for to be rectified in the eyes of the world, it's never going to do that. And I think that's why even when it Amen. comes to Christianity, even when we we look at uh, how we deal with sin, yeah, we're not going to do it right all mm. the time either. So sometimes we're going to put all of our energy on the marriage, you know, rather than how do we help this person who's lost? But I'll tell you, like, from my own point of view, there have been times where somebody's talked to me in a marriage and I've said, look, you, you know, this is how y'all need to rectify this marriage. You know, this is how, if you really mm. want this marriage to, to work. work, you know, this is how you're going to rectify this marriage. But, but on the other side, like, still asking them, we need to pray for this person. We need to, uh, you know, who, 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 you know, and, and, and I've even encountered where the man or the woman who cheated on the spouse would continue to have care and concern for what would happen to this other person. And I always tell them the same thing. I'm like, number one, you can't make that division for yourself right now. Like, mm. sorry, you're not the protector of this person. And you can find, like, right. we, we can figure out other resources for this person, but there has to be a division because of what's happened. Um, but at the same time, like, we can't just throw aside anybody. Everybody right. deserves to know the grace of Jesus. I know that's right. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So um, there's another scripture that I think speaks to this, and it's uh, it's from Genesis, and it's the story of uh, of Hagar. And I don't think we're going to read the whole thing because it's 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 a little longer than the one we first read. But um, if you remember the story, Abram, who becomes Abraham. Mm. It's one of the most confusing things whenever I do the story of Abram. It's like Saul and Paul. You know, I always mm -hmm. want to call Saul Paul. Yeah. Anyway, don't change your name is the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, God changed their name, so maybe <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But, Although Saul and Paul... Well, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> so, but Abram, Abram is promised by God that he's going to have a child. And... Um, they're he, old. They're old. Real old. The Hebrews uses an expression, uh, Abram, as good as dead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great expression in the Bible in Hebrews. Yeah. But uh, but he says as good as dead. But they he's promised by God to have children and um, they can't believe it's with just each other. So they can't believe that God's going to do a miracle and have Abram, who's an old man, and Sarah, who's an old a woman. Uh, Sarai, whatever it is before it becomes Sarah, mm. um, is that they're going to have a baby or whatever. Mm. So they try their hand at making it happen. Sarai goes, hey, Abram, take my my servant, my slave, mm. Hagar, and uh, get, you know, give me a baby through her. Give me a baby through her. Yeah. And there's this long, long section where Abram argues with his wife on this no there's zero yeah no oh he goes okay, all right okay all right and so he sleeps and marries um hagar uh interestingly enough and um and then when hagar gets pregnant mm. she goes i'm a little bit better than this person sarah over here she's she hasn't given him any children you know um and so she she becomes what the Bible says is kind of like has haughty eyes or whatever. I don't remember how exactly it puts it, but um, and so uh, so Sarah is angry, and she says, hmm. "You're responsible for the wrong I'm suffering." She says this to Abraham. Wow. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she's pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Like sometimes uh, there's some things I wouldn't ask God to do. Yeah. And, and it would probably be, that would be one of those times is be like judge between you and me where I told you to sleep with my shirt. Yeah. And he's like, it's a mess, right? It's a huge, huge mess. And Abram says this thing, and this is what I'm saying. The world often says, okay. And like Abraham was a, a great man of faith, but he was human. If you read his story, he sins, he makes mistakes, he does evil. Just like Sarah sins, makes mistakes, and does evil. But Abram says to her, your slave is in your hands. Do with her whatever you think is best. So he doesn't even care. Like yeah. it's like there's a sense in which 
He just you don't get any more disposable right. than that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be the other man or other woman in that situation, sometimes that's how you feel you've been treated. Now at this point, this is a one of his wives, right? You know? Now it's one, right? And he's going to have even another one, I think, too. And so it says uh, Sarah mistreated Hagar. Doesn't tell us what that was, but I'm sure it was bad. So she fled from her. And this is where I think the Bible continues mm. to show us the Spirit of God, shows us Jesus. Now, this is the first book of the Bible, right. okay? So we're talking about go all the way back to the beginning from the, what we just read you in John and consider what we're, what we're seeing. So the angel of the Lord found mm. Hagar, found Hagar. Yep. Could have started with the angel of the Lord found Abram and Sarah. And said, you know, why are you doing this or all, all this right. kind of stuff? But where does where does the angel of the Lord go first? It's at least as far as we know. Hagar. Hagar. To the other woman, the other man, you know? And says, uh, says, um, where's the angel of the Lord said, Go back to your mistress. No, it says, The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur, and he said, Hagar, slave of Sarah, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back hmm. to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant. You will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He'll be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he'll live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Amen. And that's why the well is called Bir Laha Roy. Just it, like that. It is still there so between authentic. Kadesh and Bered. And so she has this child. So there's, she calls God the God who sees me or uh, it's uh, El Roy. It just is literally Elroy, the God who sees me. Yeah. And um, and so here we're seeing that Hagar is literally uh, feels like the other woman, the other man, is driven away from this relationship that she had, that she was drawn into in the first place, right? right. Like, here's a situation, and you were asking this question uh, to about about um, about like the situation. I think there are many different situations for right. adultery. Some people are tempted into adultery. Yeah. Some run after adultery. Right. You know, it, it depends very much on, and like you said, does that person feel guilty? Do they repent of their sin or all this kind of stuff? But here, Yeah, because then you see, <clears throat> excuse me, there are certainly, and I've known some people who um, that's the thrill is is going after the married person. Right. You know, right. Like, and that's, that is a, it's a different you know, mm. if we look at the passions, uh, you know, if, if we look at the um, the things that we get, the, 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 what am I looking for? I'm sorry. You hear, there's a noise outside. There is a noise outside. <laughs> what is it? Do we well, even I, know? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it sounds like people, though. People? Yeah. All right. Well, um, y'all we go. to do the on-air sign. Here. Yeah, on-air. Yeah. I'm, would we really do all that much better? No. Probably not. No. <laughs> but there's a disposition towards sin that kind of leads us into other sins, right? So it could be jealousy. Uh, it could be pride. It could be anger. Um, the uh, There's a... Uh, and so even though maybe the infidelity or is is part of the... Um, part of the issue... Um, I'm sorry. There's, there's just... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I just got derailed. Um, the uh, so what's going on out there? They were just having a conversation. They didn't know we were recording. Oh, okay. All right. so I told right. them. No worries. Um, Took care of that. Yeah. So, so, so though infidelity or 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 you know an extramarital uh, affair is is the same action, the passion that drives that sin could be mm. different. Right. Hundred percent. Um, and not saying that one is, but you know somebody who is desperate to feel. Uh, which usually it's always out of insecurity. I mean, right. that's that's why people, uh, both sides, both sides of it. Um, but somebody just really, you know, if I, hmm, I don't want it's, it's like a it's a, such a sensitive thing to say out loud. But we we uh, we ex, we let people treat us how we feel like we deserve to be treated. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. And so, um, 
if you're willing to be the other person, you know, then that's also a little reflective of, of some of your brokenness because, you know, sure. it, you should probably value yourself more than allowing that to happen. Right. Um, and so there's, there's a brokenness in there. Yeah. Um, but then, um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sorry that uh, I'm. Really but I think it just I think it just in Hagar's case in this situation she was actually drawn into. This she was situation. drawn. She in. was completely yeah. She was caught up. Yeah, she know, was caught up. Right. She was like Sarah's like, hey, look, right. I need a baby. She you seem fertile. Didn't really have a choice because she was a slave. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so she's in a she's in a she's in a tough spot. But you're right though, John. I mean, for all of the different situations. There's all kinds of different situations. There's a situation where uh, a married person is an adulterer. Like we're all adulterers at heart, in a sense. But they're like they're craving yeah. to right. run out on their, their yeah, the yeah. person that yeah. they're married, you know. Right. And they They've search got, in. There was a there was a there was a website dedicated to it. Yeah, uh, exactly. I can't even, I can't even Ashley remember. Madison. There you go. There yeah. you go. Uh-huh. Yep. Ashley Madison. And and there was there's, saw how quickly he came up with that name. Well, you know, I remember things. Sometimes <laughs> you know, that name was that a little name bit you more. That, you know, I've got a really great. <laughs> memory i don't know if you've noticed that john i just That's i hilarious. never forget anything but yeah know? it's i mean it's a perfect example um, yeah you know yeah where people people are looking uh for that and so yeah we see different situations but here it, it just it really strikes me and this is this is i think like part of the lesson of that scripture is is god is called here by her i love it she gives the name to god which is el roy which means you are the god that sees me yeah i love that you see me so, so in the first book of the Bible, this is what I'm trying to say. Like, okay, does the Christian community get it wrong sometimes because we just concentrate on the broken marriage and we don't concentrate on the person who's also struggling with uh, sin, relationship, yeah. all this type of stuff in their life as being the other person? Yeah, we do constantly. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. God doesn't. Right. In the first book of the Bible, he references the other woman, the other man, and he t- and he's right. and and he goes to her and says, and she says, "You see me, you see me." Um, Hagar, I mean, uh, Abram may not see me, Sarah may not see me, but you see me, and uh, and so we have a God who sees us. We have a God who's not condemning us. We have a God who's right. f- who's gonna forgive us, and he, yes, he calls us to leave that sin. He doesn't want us to to continue in the sin that we've found ourselves in. Now, in this scripture, um, God tells her to return to her her mistress. Yeah, and we know that that in this situation, she's she's going to have uh, a child, Ishmael, who's going to be Abram's child. Right, and then later, Sarah and Abram are going to have a child by God. Yep. Uh, and and so there's going to be a whole. The, to this day, there's there's a, a couple groups of people who who go all the way back to these two people, Isaac and Ishmael, Isaac and Ishmael, right. which would be the uh, the Israelites and the Sons Arabs of Isaac. and the yeah. <laughs> children of Isaac. Yeah, and so uh, and so, but uh, but yeah, so I don't know where I was going, but my point being is is that we have a God who sees the other man and the other woman and he calls yeah. and he calls us to a, a different life with him yeah I, I i think also the both everybody has sinned in that situation um and i mean i think you uh, better a millstone be tied around your neck than mm. to cause somebody else to, right. to stumble to and so you know maybe there is some onus <laughs> in there on some like if if you're the maybe the the manipulator in the situation oh, yeah. like you know i maybe you got more to repent for yeah you know like for sure you know if you led somebody because that's the thing about like especially sexual sins is you're always involving somebody else right you know maybe not always but but for the most part you're involving somebody else and so it's you're you're causing somebody else to to stumble right one way or one way or the other yeah. um and, and so yeah i think there's uh but it's important to we're all supposed to be living holy lives we mm. all fall short of that we all need redemption we need we need grace um but i i, I think i a repentance is a, an important part of that and so if you're in a relationship right now say right. you're having an affair right now right. um the most responsible thing you can if you're part of the affair the most responsible thing you can do is say i can't do this anymore amen right i need to focus on my relationship with god and you need to focus on your relationship with your husband or wife right right you know and uh 
that's that's what that that's the thing to do. Um, if you're in the relationship, if you're the one, you, obviously you need to end it. We can't right. do this anymore. I, I do rec. I I think we kind of danced around, mm. but you don't. Uh, sometimes it's a real harsh way that it happens to people. Like that other person, it's like they get instantly cut off. They get instantly thrown away, and that's exactly how it feels. I'm not saying you have to be mean to somebody about it, right? You know, because you're you're both in it, you know. Yeah. But but you have to you have to release each other from that situation and 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 just right. cling to God because that's it. that's it. That's it. And and so I mean, for the adulterer in the relationship, or for the other man or the other woman, you have a God who forgives you, Amen. But you have a God who calls you to a higher way of living. And, uh, but God hasn't forgotten you, right? You know, God the, sees you. The world may forget you, no matter who you mm. are. You know, the, the world, world will forget you. The world will, and they'll throw you aside. Right. And like sometimes, honestly, Christians will do that to you, mm. and we'll do it using every spiritual language we have in the spiritual language book to do the wrong thing. But God doesn't forget you. And, and, uh, and he sees you and he forgives you and he doesn't condemn you. And in fact, for Hagar, she was given a whole nation, um, a whole great people, a blessing beyond probably what she could even imagine. And my guess is, is wherever she was ended up, she most likely might've even died out there, you know? Um, but God found her and gave her a way back. So I think, I think, um, what else do you think as far as the scripture goes, is is good advice how would we say if you were if you were speaking to the other man or the other woman just them what would you say like how would you say scripture speaks to them uh so i would point uh, i would point to the woman caught in the act of adultery i think that's the strongest one i think it's um god you know jesus doesn't condemn you repent right go and and live, leave, leave your life, leave your sin. life of sin. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only thing. Cause uh, you know, and you know, as well as I do uh, as pastors and, and really I, as pastors, just, I think it's just a symptom of being alive, but people will come to you for advice. They'll come confess their lifestyle or what they're doing, but they don't want to change it. They don't want to change. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or, Oh, I can't change that. I can't stop that. I've gone too far. You know, like whatever. And it's like, no, no, no. So that the going and sending no more, I mean, we all fail at it, right? But that's the mark. That's the that's the expectation. Mm, yeah. Like, and that and that's if you're really sorry, if you really want forgiveness, right? Which you know this the penalty was death. Yeah. Um, but if you really want this, then you got to try to live like I showed you, right? And not the way that the world shows you. Yeah. It uh. It and by always, I, I was speaking uh, for for Jesus. I did not mean <laughs> I as in me, yes, yes. I think I think a good scripture maybe to even you know, to kind of wrap things up a little bit, man, the Bible says that's about sin. The wages of sin is death. Yeah. And so just in light of that, if you caught up in adultery or if you're the third person or any kind of sin, man, just know that the wages of sin is death. You're going to be separated from God eternally. You don't want that. So like you said, the message is to repent. Stop it. Stop doing what you're doing. Cut it off and repent. Turn to God. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and, that, and the relationship with God is going to fulfill you far more than right. whatever you're getting out of this situation. Because truth be I'm told, play the that. tape all the way through, nothing but pain is headed your way. That's right. You know, like nothing but pain and suffer. Yeah. So that Romans 6 2 3 that, uh, that Henderson just said is for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God Amen. is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So, you know, um, Here's, you know, I'll just take a stab at it for, for anybody out there listening who's struggling in this. Um, I want you to know, we as pastors, we've heard every story, it seems like, and, and a lot of those stories, probably even our own own testimonies of where God has brought us from. Right. And we've given a lot of advice to people, and we've seen a lot of people not leave their life of sin. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of people not turn to Jesus and they've tried it their own way and they keep finding the hole. Right. I just want you to know one thing is, is you can believe us or not, but Jesus Christ will save you out of the hole. Yes. And 
if you turn to him and you trust him with your life, with everything you got, with allowing him to say, yeah, you did evil. We all do evil. He told me I did mm. evil. You mm. know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, take back his punches when he talked about my sins to me. They were terrible, absolutely terrible, but he saved me from them and he'll save you from them too. Stop trying a different way. Stop trying to have your cake and eat it too. There's only uh, one way to life. Amen. And it's through Christ. Uh, G.K. Chesterton said that there are many way, many angles in which we can fall down, but only one angle in which we can stand. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So uh, we hope we gave some, some insight, insight <laughs> some good stuff with our normal... Um, tomfoolery and uh, unprofessionalism shenanigans <laughs> shenanigans is <laughs> a fun word <laughs> and uh so but let's let's pray because the lord our lord is the Amen. one who uh is going to make the difference here you want to pray for us henderson yeah absolutely Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for another blessed time together for father god we thank you for this hour and this day and time father god we thank you for your word and we thank you for Christ Jesus who came and died for our sin. We pray that you'll forgive us all because we know that we're all sinners, Father God, as all of short of your grace, Father God, no matter where on the spectrum, Father God. And, and some sins may seem a little bit worse than others, Father God, but in your eyes we know that sin is sin and it separates us from you. And we pray, Father God, that you'll just open up our eyes and convict our hearts, Father yes, God, so that we, when we're doing something contrary to what has been said in your word for us, Father God, that we will repent. And turn back to you, Father God, where there is forgiveness and where there's grace and where there is mercy, Father God, to help us in our time of need. And Father God, I pray for our listeners, Father God, that if they're struggling with any kind of sin, caught in adultery or any other sin, Father God, I pray that they'll just turn to you, Father God, and, and repent of their sins, Father God, so that they will find grace and they will find mercy, Father God, and the love that you give them. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak. If you'd like to support us, subscribe to the podcast by clicking that little plus symbol on your phone until it becomes a check mark. You can also share these episodes with a friend. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. If you write us at letthebiblespeak at gmail.com, we will not receive your email, so make sure it is letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you.